Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of you Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck, never stuck, Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. I wanted to say, instead of Liberty lovers, I wanted to say heathens. You Liberty heathens out there. Liberty heathens. Mm. Mainly because I'm going to call them out on the show so everyone on the podcast can hear. Joe... (laughs) Now we have a few Joes, but this Joe knows who he is, uh, and, and and I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. saying his last name. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry to misgender him if if it's not a him. But Joe sounds like a him. So Joe, you know, Joe's trying to start a fight where yesterday Nate did the <laughs> Nate did the show by himself and was like, "Hey, you did great. Who needs Charlie?" And here I am back today, and and I read the comment, and I got to tell you, I'm going to kill him with kindness here and tell him that. I appreciate his support of the show and that he's a, a a Discord member and a private Discord, which you can sign up by going to goodmorningliberty.locals.com. And uh, and I love him. Yeah. I love you, Joe. And I also love him for letting me know that the show is just as good or better when you're not here. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate that for that's, sure. That's how I solve problems. I solve it with love. We got a lot of news to run through. I'm going to give you a thing real quick. Uh, let's see. The Biden administration is mandating COVID vaccines for federal workers. The U.S. just had its hottest summer since the last time it was this hot. The White House is withdrawing David Chipman's nomination as the head of the ATF. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that's the Waco guy. The SEC is suing Coinbase because they were going to give you a way to make money. And they're looking out for your best interest. Yeah. And Amazon is going to be paying college tuition for most of its $750,000 workers. That might be how much the tuition is going to be. (laughs) Right. I wonder if they have price caps on it. That's the one thing that I do want to know. Are they going to say, like, you can't go to, we're not going to pay for Harvard. Like, we're not going to do that. I don't know. Well, anyway, Charlie. Seattle State School. Yeah, it's possible. If you want to get us going with the first one, then I'm going to have to continue tweaking. Well, your I mic. want, I want, real quick before we get going, though, I want to tell people that this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. If it's your first time listening, we appreciate you being here. We have a lot of new listeners. So there's all kinds of things that we do here. As I mentioned, the locals group that you can sign up through is formerly Patreon. Now it's goodmorningliberty.locals.com, where a lot of people hang out with us live. They send us gifts. They even talk mean to us, and that's fine. That's fine if you want to do that, because I'm here to accept your hatred, okay? <laughs> and I'll turn it into love, all right? That's what I'm here for. But uh, I feel like you're really hurt about this. I am. His feelings am. are so I, hurt right now. I have to get it out. Okay. I, have to, I have to expel the demons I gotcha. that I feel okay. in, inside of me by that hatred. Okay. Well, why don't you point some of that towards the government for for a little bit, and All right. not so much Joe. I'm trying to trying to get your back here, Joe. First up, you're you're getting mine. First up from Axios, uh, Biden is going to mandate COVID. COVID. <laughs> it's a new thing going it's around. A, it's a new. It's one. a new way to cook steak. Actually, you get the COVID cook yeah, on there yes, going. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, he's going to mandate COVID and COVID <laughs> vaccines for federal workers, uh, which is, might be why they're in uproar about this, because they don't want the COVID shot. No, no. Biden to mandate COVID vaccines for federal workers with no option for testing. 
President Biden on Thursday will sign an executive order requiring most federal employees, which is today, by the way, to get the COVID vaccine without the option of getting regular uh, testing instead, according to a source familiar with the plans. The order goes further than the Biden administration's previously announced policy, which required federal workers to be vaccinated or follow other rigorous safety protocols, including regular testing. The exception is if you want to work in the federal government or be a contractor, you need to be vaccinated. Expectation. Yeah. I was going to say that's not an exception. No, no, it's the expectation. That's the expectation. So not only if you work in the federal government or if you're a contractor, Mm -hmm. you vaccinate. The vaccine requirement will include exemptions for individuals with disabilities and on religious grounds. So everyone is going to be religious now. I hate that, by the way. That absolutely drives me nuts. I mean, well, because they know if it gets challenged that they'll lose it in the Supreme Court. I know. That's why they do that. It's just, I, I don't like this. I don't like this principle that you've only got the right to not get the vaccine if you are of a certain religion. Like, why do you become a different human being? Why do you have different human rights if you adhere to a specific religion? Well, it goes against my liberty religion. It, I don't know. I'm very re- religious about liberty, mm-hmm. about individual liberty. Biden will also order the mandate to be extended to employees of contractors that do business with the federal government. So basically everyone. Yeah. Essentially, that's what it's. We're not mandating vaccines for everyone, but we are mandating vaccines for everyone. It's like, here's what we're going to take all the money from the economy. And then the only money going out is going to be people that we pay to do stuff. And then only those people are required to get the vaccine. And that's it. And that's it. Not no one else. Now, how soon until this eventually morphs into if you took federal money? At some time, if you took a PPP loan for your business, then technically you fit under this. Or if you took any of our stimulus money, then you fit under this rule. I'm just saying. Unemployment uh, benefits. We're getting ourselves into a slippery slope right now, I Mm -hmm. believe. Uh, Did you read the whole thing already? Amanda said, just got here. What's with the curtains? Is is this a hostage video? Are you both okay? That is... I'm so glad that you said that because when my wife was here the other night and I had some cameras set up over here... And I was like, maybe I should just take the cameras down because if someone walks in here, they're going to think that we're filming a hostage video, <laughs> literally. So I'm it's, glad you said that. It's nice that you put your hand to the side because it looks like if we were, if if we were right next to each other, we couldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our <laughs> arms growing into each other's arms right there. That's weird. Yeah. All right. You can only see this if you're watching live on Discord, by the way, which Charlie already mentioned. You can get to that by signing up on goodmorningliberty.locals.com if you want to do that for as little as five bucks a month. Support right. some liberty. This next one, we don't even have to read it. Honestly, <laughs> we just need to read the headline. And you kind of gave it away in the beginning, and I was a little sad. Yeah. I was a little sad that yeah, you just didn't talk about hot summers. This should like, We need to talk about hot summers. Okay? And this is, this is the legit headline. You spent a lot of time on Axios today. I did. Yeah, so, I saw a couple things. This should have tell been... these fine liberty heathens what this title from Axios is. This is the best headline I think I've read this all sh- summer. This should have been in Dumbly, but there are way dumber things than this. And we've we've covered this topic a lot, a lot, a lot because everyone needs to get you afraid of climate change. And I'm not even saying that there isn't any climate change. And I'm not even saying that things that human beings have done over the last hundred years hasn't led to some type of climate change, okay? That's not even the argument I'm making right now. But this can't be your proof of it. Here's the headline from Axios. The U.S. just had its hottest summer, tying with the year 1936. So it was our hottest 
summer since the last time it was this hot. And a lot of people will will read this and be like, oh my God, climate change. It's just, look, we just had our hottest summer on record since the last time the record says that it was this hot. It, this is crazy. This is, our, this is our hottest summer since the time my great-grandma was still alive, and it was just as hot as it is right now. And that is proof that there is human-caused global warming, mm. for sure. The past three months of disaster-filled weather across the lower 48 states ranks— Wait, did you read the title? I did, yeah, And I completely times. missed it. I, you were—yeah, I just did it for the last couple minutes here. Okay. Just over and over again. The past three months of disaster filled, you got to get scared because it's climate change that's causing all that. Before climate change, there weren't hurricanes. You go back in the records, we didn't have hurricanes, we didn't have tornadoes, there was mm-hmm. no flooding, nothing like that. This has all just popped up. In the, the Mayans last... didn't build rock structures that would literally whistle no. when the wind got above 50 miles an hour. That, that didn't that it, didn't happen. Is that a real thing? That's real, by the way, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Go to Tulum down there in Mexico on the Yucatan wow. Peninsula, Peninsulas. I just added another thing to everything that I know. They literally, <laughs> they literally built this little rock structure. It looks like a window that sticks out above the buildings, and it looks just like a little window. And when the wind gets above fifty miles an hour, it whistles. Mm-hmm. It literally sounds like an alarm well, for, for the town. And then they knew that the, the hey, the wind's getting a little high, folks. They were probably building that in preparation for years after they caused climate change to occur. So they would already be there. They just kind of did it a little never bit actually went off for them. No, they it, just they knew that it was coming. Yeah, they You're killed right. the guy that built it and came up with the idea that's, because he wasted the resources. Actually, they're like, it's the wind never gets that high. That's right. We haven't we don't even have cars yet. How did the wind ever get that high? The pa- <laughs> The past, everyone gets scared, okay? The past three months of disaster-filled weather across the lower 48 states ranks in a statistical dead heat with the Dust Bowl year of 1936 as the hottest <laughs> summer on record. Why was it that hot in 1936 and it wasn't climate change? They just invented the car back then, so yeah, that's, that's right. Why. It created this massive shift because it, we went from none of those emissions to some of those emissions, and so it just automatically, we changed the world. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, hereby referred to as NOAA, reported on Thursday, a record 18.4% of the contiguous U.S. experienced record warm temperatures this summer. While five states, California, Idaho, Nevada, Oregon, and Utah reported their hottest summers on record. I don't know if you know this about those states, but there's a giant-ass desert Yeah, in all those states, man. Literally, nothing will grow out there because it's too hot. California, Idaho, Nevada, Oregon, and Utah. There's one big-ass desert mm-hmm. that covers all them states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 16 mm. additional states had top five warmest record, <laughs> warmest summers on record. That means... He said top five, which means they weren't even the hottest summers on record. That we even have records for. (laughs) No state ranked below average for the summer season. The average temperature for the lower 48 states was 2.6 degrees Fahrenheit above the 20th century average. By the way, I hate it when people say the temperatures were above average. You guys know that to have an average, you have to have something that is higher and lower than the average. And then they average together. You know, so mm-hmm. it wasn't that the temperature was the average all the time. It and wasn't and that, also, by the way, they're taking 100 years worth of temperature data and the average of that for the 20th century and comparing it to we now have 21 years in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
That's a really, that's scientific evidence right <laughs> yeah. there, if I ever heard of it. What's remarkable about this year's summer temperature record is that a significant portion of the country was warmer than average, but not in the top five warmest years. And yet the U.S. still managed to tie with the infamous Dust Bowl era for the hottest summer title. And by the way, just so everyone knows, the Dust Bowl was not a football game that took place. Go look it up. Uh, climate change is causing extreme heat events to be more common and severe. And these played out repeatedly, sometimes with deadly results across the West amid a deepening drought. Mm. Get scared. You know what we need to do? We need to give the U.S. government our money. And then they'll fix the problem. No, that's what it'll be. Yeah. If exactly. I ever was like, who's going to fix a problem? Ah, oh, yeah, the U.S. government. Mm. They'll just spend 20 years replacing climate change with climate change. That's a, that's what they'll do, just like uh, replacing the Taliban with the Taliban. And that's the problem it. will be solved. Mm -hmm. You mentioned it before, but the, the, the thing about this is, is we're not saying climate change doesn't exist. Like, there is some element of the climate changing. That's pretty obvious, for, I think, for kindergartners, mm -hmm. okay? But, the, but how much of it is, is under human control? And how, you know, how... What's the right word for this? It's not naive. How, you know, pretentious is the human race to think that they have this much control over the, over the the earth, let alone the universe? Mm -hmm. You know, that we could actually we could actually manipulate billions of years worth of climate. You know, now I'm not saying we don't have anything to do with it. It's possible. But but to 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 try to fearmonger everyone into giving all of your money to the government through like the Green New Deal or something like that is what's unbelievable. It's, and it, it's, it works too, by it the does way. Work. That's why they do it. And they get 14 year old girls up there who, who are now climate, you know, activists who, yeah. who are leading the charge and, and getting Nobel Prizes. And you got to listen to them because they have all the knowledge in the world. That's why we get all of our information from 14-year-old girls. It's the best thing to do from, from what I've heard from the government. And they're scared to go to school. Yeah, yeah, you got to be scared to go. There's so many reasons to be scared these days. And you know when the government can get you scared about things, they can do all sorts of stuff. That is when you are willing to give away your freedom and your liberty and your money, most importantly, to give to the people that are paying for the politicians to exist and do the things in the first place. So you can give it to the right companies. You can give it to big solar and big wind. If you guys think the people running those companies are somehow virtuous angels, unlike the people that are running the oil companies that are out there, then uh, I got a bridge to our office I need to sell you, okay? Just <laughs> yeah. got it built yeah. yesterday. So. I got a teleportations device. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just came out. Just got it. Just got it. Okay. All right, this is from CNN. White House will withdraw David Chipman's nomination as head of ATF. So a little bit of good news, I think, here. The White House will withdraw the nomination of David Chipman to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosive. Um does that include fireworks? So they're over fireworks? Yeah, those too. are explosives. Yeah. Three sources familiar with the decision told CNN. The move comes amid concerns among moderate Democrats and independent uh, Maine Senator Angus King, along with GOP senators, over Chipman's past record on gun control. We do not have the votes. We will land him in a non-confirmed job in the administration, one senior administration official told <laughs> CNN. We don't have the votes to make him the head of the ATF, but we promised him we would give him a job. So we're uh, going to put him in some... We'll give him something. Something. <laughs> in one undisclosed 2019 talk given to a law firm titled, Can the Right to Bear Arms Coexist with Gun Control? 
Chipman said his views and politics weren't typical of most at the ATF and in law enforcement because the groups were mostly a very conservative bunch, primarily of white men. I believe this was also the guy who was a part of the raid. The Waco raid, the, yeah. The Waco. Mm-hmm. They, so he killed some women and children. They killed kids. I believe he I saw a picture of him just laying up on top of their charred bodies. And I'm pretty happy about that, saving people's <laughs> lives out there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad this guy's not going to be heading the ATF. And I think a pretty important thing to take from this is that even though we are uh, typically not overly uh, optimistic about everything and the position that we're in right now, as far as a liberty point of view goes, it is still important to have liberty thinking individuals in some of these positions, because even if you don't like them being Republicans or whoever, that having at least 50 of them in there and then a couple moderate Democrats or independents was enough to stop this guy from heading the ATF, who I'm pretty sure is behind banning assault weapons, which are weapons that you can use to assault people. I concur. And so that's a good thing. You know, don't completely think that there's nothing we can do to stop tyranny. Now, it's still it's still here and it's still growing every day. But this was a little win. It's like just a little roadblock in the way of more tyranny. And now they could pick someone who's way worse. That, that could happen. So it doesn't mean that this is just automatically a win. But when you see, well, we don't have the vote, so we can't get this guy to head the ATF, that's a little bit of a win right there. So take it as a win. And at least there's some moderate Democrats who live in districts where they know that they would be outed if they voted for gun control. So yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good news. That That is good. And, and, yeah, I think maybe we should have Beto run the ATF. That's what we should that's... do. <laughs> He's the next choice, I bet. Hell yeah. So. Oh, hell yeah. Next story is super annoying. This one's really got the clutch grinding. Charlie told me about this earlier, and my heart's still racing because of it. Actually, I need to give a shout out to my my good friend, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin sent this over to me via text. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, Kevin, for sending that out. We do appreciate it. I noticed that my Bitcoins sure did go down quite. I don't have Bitcoin. I had stock in Riot. And man, did it go down a bunch the other day. And turns out this is one of the main reasons why, because the SEC wants to regulate Coinbase's crypto yield product. They're actually looking at suing Coinbase right now, which is one of the most widely used crypto exchanges, if not the most widely used in the U.S. And they just went public. And of course, their stock took a big hit. So here's what Coinbase is wanting to do. They want to allow you to put your money into a stable coin like USD coin, something that's not going to fluctuate very much. And when you put that money in there, you can also allow it to go out for lending to other people who want to borrow money from the Coinbase app. And so it's really working like banks used to work. Like people would put their money in there and US dollars and you would get paid an interest rate because the people who put their money into this are gonna receive 4% on their money that they put in there. Now that is way better than anything you're gonna get from a bank right now. And so if you wanna ask yourself- Even the high yield savings accounts. 4%, I mean, that's not a ton, but that is is a gain that's typically consistent or better than inflation every year, maybe not this year, but that's a pretty good yield on your money. You could actually put your money in there and then maybe not lose it through inflation. And most it, banks will give you about 0.1, 0.2% right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unless you go with a high yield 
savings account through like American Express or Ally, and they're offering 0.5%. 0.5. So that's your high so yield savings account. Who do you think account. is the most upset about what Coinbase is doing? Do you think it's the SEC and the people, or do you think it's some other people that are upset about this? I think it's got to be the American population. It's got to be all the people in, you know, the, the just your mom and pops and Granny Smith mm-hmm. that they called the SEC and they said, you cannot allow Coinbase to do this. Mm-hmm. That's gonna, what they said. Because they're worried that Coinbase is going to forcefully take their money and put it into this account and yeah. give them 4% interest back. Yeah, That's what they're most worried about. No, it wasn't Grandma Susie. No, it was not. So it, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong has reacted strongly to the company's current relationship with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. According to him, the SEC is threatening to sue the cryptocurrency exchange if it launches its yield-generating product called Coinbase Lend. This must be stopped. You can't allow people to get 4% back on their money. With this new product, Coinbase wants to compete with popular decentralized finance products such as Compound and... Ave? 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 I don't know what that is. A-A-V-E? Who knows? I don't know. Someone tell me. Amanda, can you tell me? Yeah. The company wants to operate a lending pool focused on USD coin, a stable coin that is pegged to the US dollar. If the company managed to launch Coinbase Lend, users will be able to contribute to the lending pool by sending crypto assets to Coinbase Lend. Eventually, the company plans to lend out those crypto assets Coinbase users get a high get high interest rates in exchange to contributing to the lending pool. Coinbase is promising 4% APY on its preview page. That is a great annual percentage. I'll tell you that. According to Brian Armstrong, who's the CEO, the company reached out to the SEC before releasing it. They responded by telling them that the lend feature is a security, he said on Twitter, and they are the Securities and Exchange Commission. They refuse, this is a quote from him, they refuse to tell us why they think it's a security. And instead, uh, subpoena a bunch of records from us, they complied, demand testimony from their employees, which they complied with, and then they told us they would be suing them if they proceed to launch with zero explanation as to why. Now, because they are the Securities and Exchange Commission, what they've essentially done is, what you are doing, we've decided to consider that a security. Yeah. That's... That's what it is, because and, we regulate those things. Now, remember, when when the SEC, when a government administration sues you, this then this is the big problem I have. They're not suing you in normal court. Mm. It's not a normal court where you have all your rights. They sue you in the administrative court where you don't have any rights. And so it's very difficult to win these administrative proceedings. And, and in fact, the, the government can get away with not providing hardly anything. So you don't have the same protection uh, in administrative courts that you would in a normal court of law. Yeah, that's Tom said. That's a kangaroo court, and that's what it. That's pretty much what the government runs, kind of like the FISA court. You know. Yeah, same thing. It's all yeah. it's all administrative, and they and they get away with that because these aren't laws; these are regulations. So you're in a regulatory or an administrative court, and it's when when a regulation acts like a law, what is it? It seems like it's a law, that, <laughs> but I don't know. And um, Joe Bizzle was saying, I told you months ago, the government would take over that stuff. And this is something we've been saying, too. The idea of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, that's all great. But as long as you have U.S.-based companies as exchanges for people to use these, then the government can still stop it from happening. They can come up with all kinds of different ways to stop things from happening. Now, this is just the lending side of it. This is not payment side or anything like that. 
But why, why would they stop this? And in fact, the CEO is going to ask about this. To no one's surprise, Coinbase says that the SEC decided to open a formal investigation after that. One employee also had to spend the day with the SEC to answer questions. They asked for documents and written responses, and we willingly provided them. They also asked for us to provide a corporate witness to give sworn testimony about the program. As a result, one of our employees spent a full day in August providing complete and transparent testimony about Lend. That's what it's called. Ostensibly, the SEC, this is Brian Armstrong saying, the SEC's goal is to protect investors and create fair markets. Yeah, that's what it is for sure. So who are they protecting? That's what they're supposed to do. That's yeah. what he's saying. Who are they protecting? And where is the harm? People seem pretty happy to be earning yield on these various products across lots of other crypto companies. Because, by the way, they're not the only one that does this. But this article went on to say, if you read the fine print, Coinbase doesn't protect investors with its Lend program. Here's what it says at the bottom of the Coinbase Lend page. Lend is not a high-yield USD savings account, and Coinbase is not a bank. Your loaned crypto is not protected by FDIC or SIPC insurance. And that, uh, that's why they're considering the security, by the way, because of the risk behind it. You put money in a bank and it's FDIC, uh, yeah, FDIC insured when you do that. And the fact that this isn't insured that you're putting it in, in my opinion, if you know that when you put your money in there, then you should be able to do it. I don't, yeah. I don't really know why you wouldn't be able to do that. But here's the thing. You're getting paid a 4% interest rate, which is a massive interest rate for your money that's going in there. There's a reason why it's 4% and why it's not 0.5% as a high-yield account. It's 4% because there's more risk. And if you want to accept that risk of not having the FDIC insurance and put some money in there, then you're going to get a way higher yield than you're getting from anywhere else. And then people can go onto the Coinbase app and they can lend money. They can, they can receive money. They can borrow money from people that have willingly gone on there and are lending out their money. I feel like this is a pretty voluntary exchange. That's happening right now. That seems like a fair market. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a completely fair market to me. So this is, you know, this is what the government... Are the other companies getting away with it because they're not U.S.-based companies? Is that that what's happening? I'm not sure. They might have FDIC insurance on it. Well, like if, I mean, if I stake my Ethereum, let's say, Mm -hmm. I have to hold on to it for two years or whatever, you can earn like 8% or something like that. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, are these not U.S.-based companies? They're not treated as a security because technically you, it could go to zero. Yeah. You know, so you could lose your money that you put in there. You're also doing Ethereum, which has a lot larger, uh, a lot larger percentage that it can move up and down. You know, it's a lot yeah. more volatile than putting it just in USD. I think since they're using U.S. dollar essentially, and then they're lending out money based on that, that since they don't have FDIC insurance that they've decided that this is essentially a gamble like a like a security, I guess. But you know what? This is why they shouldn't freaking exist. If people want to do this and they know that there is no FDIC insurance on it, then let them risk the money. Let them risk the money for the guaranteed 4% back, I guess, if, that, if that's what they're going to get back in return. I don't know that Coinbase is about to go, is about to go out of business or anything. Uh, that's, that's up for you to decide. That's up, for, that's up for you to decide if you're going to take that risk so you can get that 4%. You know, I don't know. I, I just don't like the government coming in and deciding that they're going to decide what risk you can take with your money. It's pretty annoying. Since we deal with trading every single day, the SEC is a common annoyance for a lot of people. I thought you were going to say something else that started with a k. Um, I don't know. It I don't rhymes, know. rhymes with punt. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I thought, no. you know, I thought that's what you were going to say. I've never said went, that word in my whole life. Went common. 
No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. There's no way. All no right, way. folks. This is uh, the, from The Hill. Amazon is going to pay college tuition for most of its 750,000 workers. Hmm. They clearly hate their workers. They do. Yeah. And they and, need to raise their minimum wage. Amazon announced today that it will offer full college tuition payments for most of its 750,000 hourly employees in the U.S. beginning in January 2022. The company said in a statement employees will be eligible for the tuition payments and other educational costs through its career choice program 90 days after employment. Amazon also plans to cover costs related to high school completion, GEDs, and ESL proficiency certifications. Quote, this makes all 400,000 employees who joined the company since the start of the pandemic eligible to access Amazon's funded education opportunities. So during the pandemic, they hired 400,000 people. Yeah. Since the start of the pandemic. And they're all eligible to have their college tuition paid for. Amazon's announcement follows competitors whose companies have vied for labor by offering education benefits. Walmart announced in July that it would pay 100% of the tuition and book fees at select schools for Walmart and Sam's Club's employees. And in August, ta- uh, Target offered to pay tuition and related education costs for full and part-time workers who are pursuing qualifying degrees at more than 40 schools. Now, why, why also would they do this, by the way? Mm to compete with other other businesses? Yeah, but why would they choose to pay for school? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Let me give you a couple hints. Yeah, you okay? tell me. So if they if they just raised your wage, well, mm-hmm. they would have to pay a payroll tax on that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And by paying for benefits, they get to write those off. They do. So this all comes down to government taxation. It does. And- it's a way to attract... More workers with it being able to write off a benefit and not have to pay an extra 7.5% in payroll tax if they were to just offer higher salaries. They get to write it off for their taxes. And another problem that we see with people raising wages, when you do the benefits, when you do these special plans, you can typically turn those on and off a lot easier. But you, you can raise people's wages, but people don't accept a decrease in their wages. It happens, but it, it's very difficult. It usually happens in the sales field. Yeah. Yeah. When If you're tied to... Because they'll commission, they'll, they'll dock your commission. Yeah. Yeah. If you're tied to that, but a minimum... You don't normally see someone who's making a minimum wage at a, at a business be okay because uh, the company needs to decrease their wages for a while. That's not something that we see very often. And so what you saw a lot, we saw this a lot after the Trump tax cuts when the companies got a a little bit more money right there, that instead of raising everyone's wages, which a lot of them did, uh, but they did a lot of bonuses and they did a lot of benefits because you can give those as one-time things or you can do those as yearly benefits, but you can also decide to, to not do it anymore. And, and, and so that makes it much easier for them to do. And I think you're right about the payroll tax thing and writing it off on their taxes. I hope that people who are more on the Bernie side of hatred for Amazon will take this as an increase in people's pay because they're going to shell out a lot of money for this. I don't know if they're going to have a cap on it, uh, but I know that now they're saying 100% of the tuition and book fees at select schools. That was for Walmart. Um, I don't know exactly what the limitations will be for Amazon, but uh, I've said several times, HCA, my wife's employer, was paying for her college tuition. They just they just paid it off. Her tu- college tuition just got paid off. She hasn't had to pay any of her college bills for the last couple of years because awesome. they, 
they started doing that after the Trump tax cuts. They sent out a letter saying that they were doing it because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And she just didn't have to pay it for the last couple of years. And now her college tuition's paid off. And so they do some really good things. And she counts that in her mind when she's like, how much money do I make? Well, also, I know that they just paid so many thousand dollars to pay off my tuition, which is something I would have paid for. Now, what'll be interesting is whether or not people who are really concerned with Amazon paying $15 an hour, which they do now, so now it needs to be 20 or 25. I wonder if people who are concerned about that will accept this benefit as also a bump in pay for these people, or if they would rather just force Amazon to pay 20 bucks an hour, and then Amazon gets rid of this benefit for people, and then whether or not they'll calculate that out. I don't know. Overall, I think that this is a, I think that this is a good thing to see a company doing. You know, I was thinking the other day, Charles, and I mean, this is crazy. If I were wanting the government to completely decide that something was going to be free or paid for, I decided that I would want them to do it with college. Do you know why? Why? Because I think it's the least important industry for them to mess up. And I think it would be a really good example of how much they would mess up an industry once they come in to decide that it's going to be completely paid for with taxpayer money. And if they completely destroyed the industry... <clears throat> It wouldn't be that big of a deal. People who have to go to college for specific jobs would still go to college and people who didn't would would not or those degrees would become completely worthless. But you would still go for the really important things that you had to do. And so I'm like, if the maybe that would give us a little bit of proof that the government didn't need to come into an industry and become the payer for everything. And because they've already screwed it up over the last 10, 15, yeah. 50 years. I think Lyndon Johnson was one of the first... Uh, the, when they started putting some some money towards college. So they've been messing it up for that, quite a long time now. Son of a bitch Johnson. <laughs> that lying son of a bitch Johnson. You know uh, I'd never hurt you, Jimmy. <laughs> I, that, is your, that, is, that is your Forrest Gump quote for the day that we have to get through is that that lying son of a bitch Johnson came out there and started putting money towards uh, towards college, and they've been messing it up and making the price go up for a long time. So we're already coming from a government-controlled market where they've heavily inflated the price over many years. But I think it would be crazy to see how much that price just skyrockets after they came in and decided that college was going to be free. So remember, I'm not recommending that the government pay for something and make it free, in quotes, by using your money to pay for it still. Uh, but if they were going to do something, let's go ahead and ruin college. <laughs> let's just... That, to me, that's the most yeah. least, that, that, that is the least effective one, the least damaging one overall, because college is almost worthless anyway. But what, what amazes me, though, is you see the, pri the private market moving in these directions, right? Because Sorry, Amanda. A lot, of their, a lot of their customer base believes in having college paid for. And so that's, that's one way they can attract people to work for them. Yeah. You know, it's also like you look at paid, uh, paid family medical leave, uh, those different types of things. You already see companies coming out like Netflix saying, hey, we're going to give the dudes just as much time as the chicks, right? Because they need some bonding time with their little newborn. So like the private market will take care of these things. We don't need, we just don't need the government to do it. We we sure as heck don't, man. It's already, it's already on the horizons. Oh, you know. And then, and then. You're not forcing the mom and pop shops to adhere to what the giant corporations can afford. 
right? Because most small businesses can't afford those types of things. That's very true. And and if they, the you government think if does decide to pay for it, they can't afford the taxes that are going to be associated with it either. You think if you and Lacey decided to have kids that you would get six months off paid? It's hard to imagine such a fictional reality, honestly. I know. I'm just saying kids. you know the numbers just like I do. But yeah. like, would you pay yourself for six months and not work? I wouldn't be able to. I would have to work. Ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like that small businesses can't literally can't afford these things. Yeah. That corporations can. So, but, hmm. but, the, but people on the left hate big corporations. I know. They hate big pharma. I know. <laughs> they hate all of them. I know. And then they love them at the and same then time. They also do everything to help them. It's just logical inconsistencies. And then if you disagree with them, they'll just gaslight. <laughs> They the, will. The mother F out of you. That is their favorite thing to do, and that is what yeah. they're best at. Throw away conversation here at the end. I wanted to give props. We just talked about how terrible the government was at everything. Um, I, this is the most that is the most innovative thing I think I've ever seen the government do. Hmm. It's the most brightest idea I've ever seen. If you wanted to be slightly tyrannical and you wanted to stop that from getting out, they've of course they're going to be innovative in that in that way. But this is from Vice. This is this cop talking about how he was instructed to use music to disrupt the filming of his arrest of someone. That's an interesting idea because you know what happens if they play copywritten music while you are filming them, then you can't put that on social media. It will get taken down. And so they're, they're literally, they're literally telling police officers to start playing copywritten music in the background when they're arresting people or when people are filming so it can't be posted on social media. No, I wonder I'm not, what I wonder what they're choosing. I'm not saying that would be pretty funny if you yeah. pick some pick like some Miley Cyrus or something like that. Yeah. You know, it'd be that would be pretty funny. I was thinking like some slow love songs. <laughs> That'd be good too. But no, I mean, if some you, Nickelback, it just shows that the government can come up with cost-effective, innovative ways to stop people from filming and posting some of the terrible things that they do. I, I. I'm proud of them. I wish they would do that with trying to help people. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's really what uh, I want them to do. Can you imagine coming up onto a scene? <laughs> They're arresting somebody and it's, <laughs> look at this photo, girl. <laughs> Every time do a mess me now. You know Nickelback's on top of that copyright thing, too. They oh, got to yeah. scrape together every last dollar. They're probably with ASCAP. Yep, yep, yep. Rich, the rich license. You know, when I, did my, uh, when I did my wedding, um, we just decided to play some music as we were walking in and I just picked a random song and I was live streaming hot in here by uh, Nelly. Yeah. That's what we walked into. And, uh, I was live streaming that to, it was forgot about Dre. The, oh, that's uh, that's it all was. it was. Yeah. Um, I live streamed that to my family and the live stream was muted during my wedding because we were playing copywritten music. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. They're on uh, top of that. So it's great that they can use that. government laws and protections that they've created and then use the social media companies to come in and block videos of them potentially doing horrible things yeah. to people. Well, I'm I just, I'm I just tell you a funny personal story about that because you and Lacey eloped, which is awesome. We did. And Stephanie and I eloped in Italy a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. But hilarious story is our photographer's phone was the one that was connected to the Bluetooth speaker for us to play music. And, you know, on the way out, like Stephanie put on, I don't know, some instrumental uh, string thing. I think it was Taylor Swift. Probably Canon and D or something like that. Ta- no, I think it was some taste, some T Swift. Instrumental string yeah. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wildest Dreams or something. Yeah. And so at the I end. I tried to get Coldplay and Lacey said no. So at the end, whenever we were like, 
you know, I kissed my bride and then we were just walking away. It's nothing important. Uh, Rachel goes to play a song and just hits play on whatever the playlist was on. And it legit was hot in here by Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So we just started dancing. <laughs> that was our first dance. That's pretty good. Hot in here by Nelly. <laughs> Did you get that on video? I think there's some video of it. Yeah, we yeah. don't have it back yet, but I think there's some video of it. That's good. So I can't wait. That's worth it. That. it. It was so great. That was worth the whole trip. Um, everyone, real quick, I have to tell you, if you are not in the trading class, then go and join that freaking thing at mastermytrades.com. You can save 20% off your first two months by using the promo code SAVE20. So you should be able to remember that. Charlie's got a pretty cool story with his account, which uh, blew up and then retraced a little bit. And then he switched to one single strategy. Uh, that we trade every single morning and we tell everyone what stock we're going to trade and specifically the entry, the stop loss, all that stuff, and has had a pretty good results from it so far, even though you traded the wrong stock today. I, yeah, so. that's right. Yes. <laughs> but uh, since May 25th, my account is up over 50%. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, that's not a guaranteed result. I'm not guaranteeing anything. But Charlie switched. Said my account. Charlie switched from hodling and yoloing WSB stonks to over to a a very uh, pretty strict strategy, and uh, been a really good fifty percent gain so far. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 huge, <laughs> um, and it's it's literally one trade a day, which makes it that be- that much better. Because you have other stuff to do. Plenty of people in our class have a lot of stuff to do. If you've got work or whatever else, it's a way you can literally make one trade a day. So mastermytrades.com, y'all go check it out. All right, so let me read a little bit of this article we were telling you guys about. The cop was instructed to use music to disrupt filming. This from Vice. So a police officer in lovely, lovely Illinois, our oh, favorite this... state. I'm even more impressed. Was instructed to use music to disrupt an activist filming him, according to an incident report obtained by Motherboard. From Beverly Hills to Illinois, law enforcement officers are using copyright hacking in an attempt to prevent activists from posting videos of encounters to the internet. Over the past few months, some police have loudly broadcast copyrighted music when confronted by cameras. The logic is that the music should trigger recognition software used by platforms and either prevent videos from being broadcast live on Instagram and YouTube or lead to them being taken down. So the thing about it is, if you're going to film cops, then you just make the video silent and you can still upload it. If they play music. Because I'm not against filming cops. Like, they're public servants. Yeah. So I'm not against filming cops. But so to get around this, you just upload a silent video. Yeah, and I want to clarify everything that I said. I'm not, I I think the bulk of arrests out there are not the cops uh, doing something terrible to the person while they're arresting them, other than arresting them, especially if they just had a plant or something like that. But let's say that you were actually removing liberties from other people. I think the bulk of police officers are uh, pretty pretty good people, and and they they want to make people safer in their community. Um, but I think it's totally fine to film the cops, and maybe there needs to be a copyright carve out that we that we need to get in our next in our next criminal justice reform bill that's coming up here in the next fifteen to twenty five years, uh, where you can film cops arresting people to copywritten music. You know, Jeff just posted a, a gif. Uh, for bad from Bad Boys, one of my favorite movies. Bad Boys Two is so good. You know, what'd be interesting to see is if BMI and ASCAP come out and say if this is a a video of an arrest. If you're videoing police officers, then we will not make any copyright claims on that. 
I the problem that, is they're going to have to put that into the AI, like the recognition software. Yeah, but they're just, Facebook and all of them are just worried about BMI and ASCAP suing them or trying exactly. to get money from them. So yeah. if they stop doing that, it would be cool to see the free market decide to fix that problem. Amen, brother. Well. All right, if you all enjoyed today's show, which I know you did, then please, please, please share it with a friend, a foe, and the children. That's what I'm going to say from now on. <laughs> friend, foes, and the children. Uh, like I said, a lot of new listeners, the numbers just keep going up and it's impressive so thank you all for doing your part sharing the show leave us that rating and review on apple podcast if you get a second which i know you do you guys waste a lot of time so you have plenty of seconds <laughs> just go leave that rating and review five stars because the show's worth it that helps the that helps the ai on our side of things the old algorithms that show what uh, new shows are popping up help us Climb the charts in the podcasting world. If you guys do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.